Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be in this most precious world. This evening I'm going to talk about the most popular subject for this past week. Being grateful, giving thanks, holding gratefulness in our hearts. Many of you talked about what you're grateful for. While others may not even have a clue. But the most important thing of all is that we've had some contemplation about what we may be thankful for in our lives. This is Empress Q, and I am here on Conscious Acts of Change, where I provide thought-provoking, inspirational, and introspective works of my literature regarding inner spiritual growth and development. My programs, my teachings, and my workshops are designed to help individuals learn how to heal themselves from within. I am so glad that you've taken some time out of your busy schedule and to just lay back and listen to the works I share this evening. Those works and the title of my lesson and program this evening is Grateful for Purpose. I'm going to begin this lesson and then I'm going to end this lesson in a prayer. So, as we talk about and think about gratefulness in our lives, Thanksgiving is a time when people come together to share and celebrate and, and to eat, break bread together. They laugh, they talk, they have good conversation and have remembrance of things of the past while they also hold in their hearts those who are not able to sit at the table with them. Traditionally, Within our hearts, we all pray and give thanks to our source, the divine, our Lord, for the material progress, for the material things that we have accomplished throughout this past year. But my question this evening is how many times, how many times, Have we given thanks for the progress that we have not made? Giving thanks for the progress we wished for but did not complete, was not accomplished, we did not receive. Now that is a thought-provoking question. That is a thought-provoking and introspective question. Yet, hidden within it is the inspiration of the core message of what I am going to deliver to you this evening. There is a time and a season for everything in our life. There are planting seasons and waiting seasons and growing seasons. 
There are harvest seasons. But there are even picking seasons. But what about the season when the fruit does not ripen on the tree? What about when the fruit dies or dries up due to the frost, the coldness of our lack of attention? It just did not grow because our hand did not give it what it needs or maybe our mind navigated in a different direction. Are we grateful then? Are we grateful when things go wrong? Do we realize, do we realize that this experience is also an opportunity to learn? To learn something we did not know or come to realize about ourselves. You see, growth is wisdom, no matter what form it may come in. Dead ends, end zones, failures, interruptions, delays, disruptions, and pauses are all opportunities to learn and grow and to go back to the drawing board where the mistake was made to make it better. See, error makes us go back. It makes us contemplate. It makes us go back and think, where did I go wrong? Are we grateful for that moment too? Are we grateful that we were awakened to contemplate and to go back to the drawing board and to maybe erase some stuff and to put some new stuff in? Are we grateful for that? We are to make things better within our lives, but the journey we look may look different than what we are familiar with. You see, proof, improvement has no particular way or specific path or uh, 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 a strategy in which it is to be done. Improvement comes in all kinds of illusions. We may not even recognize that Let's take this person to come into our life. We're just so gun ho Oh, he's so fast. She's so good looking. And the purpose and the reason they're here is to teach us something. To improve ourselves. To help us get across a bridge to change. But we're looking at it and going into the situation for the wrong reason. We still get blessings out of what went wrong. We learn how to do it differently, how to change it, how to eliminate and or discover something new. 
But at the end of the day, we still give blessings out of what went wrong. Because had we not gone down that road, we never would have known something about ourselves that we didn't know before. Or out of that thing that caused the hiccup in our life came a new revelation that we learned something greater. And had we not had that experience, we never would have learned that lesson that unfoldment about ourselves. We spend so much time looking at what we have accomplished in our life. That's what the world teaches us. Give blessing and thanks for all the things that God has done for you. But what about those lessons that he also has to teach us? Are we giving thanks for that? And it's successes that we overlook the lessons. We learn when we do not accomplish a goal or a project. That's when true learning occurs. Because see, when you're proficient in something, you already know how to do it. And the probability of you changing when you are proficient is slim. But it's when you walk through that valley within the shadow of death and you can't see what is ahead of you. You can't see which path to take, which corner to turn left or right. We can't see. We have to trust in that valley. Because when we reach valley state in our life, it means that, oh, we didn't went wrong somewhere. We kind of fell off the mountain cliff and hit the valley. And that's the place where we have to learn and change and contemplate. Because, see, if we don't change, there can be no growth. There's never growth in stagnant. Change gets you to the next step. And the lesson gives you the wisdom you need in making the next step, the error, and the correction simultaneously. You see, so we must learn that making money is an action when we are setting our goals. So many people are money-driven. I know some people that are so money driven. God and money is simultaneous out of their mouth. Because God equates money to them. But money is an action. But keeping the money is a behavior. Change is an action. But maintaining change and the rhythm of its perfection, its performance, its difference, its outcome, its sustainability is a behavior. So how can we turn our attention, our attitude, or our behavior success into not having that be the outcome? 
outcome, but to be able to sustain and change our behavior through our actions and be committed. You see, we all say that what we're going to do for the new year, the new year is coming, and this is my most favorite time to teach between the months of October and January 1, because everybody is gearing up, thinking about what they're grateful for, what I'm thankful for, what am I going to do for the new year, what have I accomplished this year, what didn't I accomplish this year, we, and what do we... And, and what do we end up doing subliminally? We end up taking what we did not accomplish in the current year into the next year. Thinking that the breakthrough is going to come then. But we're not taking the time to analyze and assess why didn't this happen? Why didn't it manifest? Why wasn't the action enough to make a breakthrough through? Maybe it was my behavior. Maybe it was my attitude. Maybe it was my resistance to do something different. Because this is the way I do it. And I've been doing it for the last 250 years. And I know this works. But time has changed over the last 250 years. So we get stuck. So how do we turn our attention, our attitude, and our behavior to obtain the outcomes that we seek within our life. What is wrong with failure? Or making mistakes. What's wrong with it? There's nothing wrong with it. When I make a mistake, I said, oh well, I up so, you know, I messed up. Let me go back and look at the methodology I used to make this decision. How did I get here? Was it emotional? Was it strategic? Did I write it down on paper? Was it just an idea I had in my head and I decided, oh, I know how to do this using my skills that I currently have and trying to make a size 10 foot fit in a size 5 shoe? Mistakes and failures have such richness within it. And we can make personal discoveries about ourselves that we never knew before through our mistakes, through our errors, through our failure. We may even learn how to do something differently. That's a change. Oh my God, that's a change. Doing something differently. You see, we have to understand who we are. We are a divine cosmic reflection of the universe within us. Not the flesh. The flesh is our biochemical cells or our biochemical shells in which our DNA operates from. So we must learn to be different because everything within us, whether it is the flesh or the spirit, is continually and eternally and perpetually changing. So we mentally must learn how to keep up so that we can stay in the rhythm of growth. 
stay in the rhythm of the flow that we are created from. We are created from God's genetic code. From His genetic code. First, before we are operating out of our biochemical genetic code of DNA. So we must stay in a flow of openness. The thing about change is that if something does not go right, change helps us to transform the thing. It makes us go back. We are working on making it better. We do that with our lives. If we are sick, what are we doing? We are working on making our lives better. So we have to change our mind in order for our biological chemical shells to be able to show improvement and change. We become grateful for the pain. Because the pain is the indicator to let us know that something is going wrong within the body. So without pain, and without bringing attention and trying to change the path of the pain into something that is healed, if we don't do that, we stay in pain. We live in pain forever. We become grateful for the pain and the pleasure we had to experience to learn the lesson about making mistakes and taking risks. You know, I read once that in the um, Jewish culture, in the Bible, and not the culture, I'm sorry, well, yeah, I'm kind of, I guess the culture back in the day of, during the Hebrew period, where God loved risk-takers. And the reason he loved risk-takers, and guess who the risk-takers were in the, in, the, in the biblical scripture? The, the risk-takers were women. Women. Because God could use risk takers to create change. 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 There's nothing he can do with someone that is bitter, someone that is resistant, someone who is staunch, and someone who does not want to grow. He can't do anything with them. He can't even heal that person. So he chose the women who were more viable and flexible to take risk in doing something that the men wouldn't do. So he used them to change certain atmospheres, environments, groups of people, laws to do his works. Who's not scared? There is an old saying. In order to get to the fruit of the tree, you must go out on the limb. Because we know that the fruit grows out on the limb. On the edge, close to the edge. How many of us are willing to come off of the strong foundation, take a risk, and walk closer to the edge of the impossibilities of life. Oh, 
can't do that. I might fall. I definitely said that in the experience that I had in my life. Oh, I might fall. I'm no, let me go back and pray. I ain't there yet. <laughs> okay. So we must be grateful for the hard lessons, the failed lessons, the lessons we don't understand, but grateful for. Knowing why God did not let us absorb what we thought we wanted. What is God trying to show us when we go in the wrong direction? Because in our mind, we think that this is it. This is the job. This is the person. This is the dress. This is the meal. This is the drug. This is the cigarette. This is the drink. This is the club. This is the right home, the right apartment. What is he trying to show us when it's not? Those things are not the right direction. When we make wrong decisions or plant seeds in our life that are not healthy or right for us. What is he trying to show us? Because sometimes God has to move us in this direction because he has knocked on our door so many times and wasn't nobody home or we didn't want to let him in because we were feeling good about something or feeling low about something and have abandoned him. We're walking in the stage of duality in our life. We don't know if we Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. We don't know if we're good today or evil tomorrow. We are standing in this duality. And so God keeps coming to us. He doesn't abandon us. He keeps coming to us and letting us know. Well, then I'm just going to have to bring another lesson to learn. And again, we don't see we don't see the things that we need to see, so we must experience the hardship to awaken our spirit, who awaken us, because sometimes we are asleep. We must look at what mistakes we make in contemplating how we want to see our desires and dreams. Does the process equal the outcome? When we are making mistakes, we must contemplate how we want to see our dreams, our desires. But sometimes, does the process, the things that we have to go through, does it equate the outcome? Does what we strive for always benefit us? What values would you accomplish in not reaching certain goals or making certain mistakes or decisions. Values such as humility. If I had not made that mistake, would I have experienced or learned humility? In other words, pump your brakes, back up, slow down, and go within. Humility. Or if I had not made that mistake or if I had reached that goal, but I didn't reach it, but if I had reached that goal, would it, would it have put me in the path to reconnect with my divine? Or 
my divine desire. Looking back on my experiences, resetting what you want to proceed in life. Where you need to create improvements. That is what not reaching your goals, not reaching the progress brings to us. It helps us to create the improvements. And what is improvement? Change. Change. We must be grateful for the change. We must be grateful that we even have the ability, the cognitive abilities or the physical well-being to be able to change. Being grateful for our progress includes embracing our errors, supporting our need for continual development, and how to attain higher levels of performance and potential in all that we do. That is being grateful for the progress that you made for the lesson you had to learn in order to reset self. Sometimes the absence or delay of success can enrich our life as well. It helps us to try new processes, gain new knowledge about something we did not know. Make new discoveries about our abilities. Those hidden abilities where our ego told us that we were proficient, but yet there was still something inside of us, a gift, an ability that needed to come forth. To realize what is important and how future decisions can help us to become much more informed, much more knowledgeable about things that we never knew, about what we do, or who we are. So, we should embrace our errors and bloom like a flower, like the lotus flower. Because the lotus flower is the symbol of life and death and rebirth. And in order for us to grow and to have success, something in the equation of all of that and happiness, something has to die. Death is replacing, creating space to replace something new, the rebirth, for something you've never tried before. Letting go, death, creating space, death, for something new, a new birth, a new opportunity. Something I've discovered, something I've never seen, felt, touched, seen, here before. Blossoming. Great.
confidence is gained when you determine what matters. What is important to life? Give thanks for what went wrong. What went wrong? I give thanks as they say, hallelujah. I give thanks for me falling down and scratching my knee. Because if I hadn't fell down to scratch my knee, I wouldn't have found out that there was a bump on the knee in the first place. And then I found out the bump on the knee was hard and I had to go to the doctor. And he told me I had the bunkers and the clunkers. So now I got to go and straighten that out so I can get up again and walk. And move toward the thing that's in my heart. And do it correctly. Now I've learned something. I've changed. Trust your spirit. Trust your spirit. That's why it's so important to meditate, to be still in solitude, so that you are able to hear through your cosmic ears and see through your cosmic eye to know, not to believe. Because believe me, I believe. It means you're not unified. You're not standing in oneness. But to know you are there. Trust the flow. Trust the flow of your own cosmic energy. Your own DNA. Your own rhythm. Your own flow. Your own stillness. The movement that's within you. Not someone else. And they say, don't give your energy away. Of course, I don't believe that anyway. Because no one can give their energy away. But you can stop using your energy. See, you can't use my energy. My energy has my DNA on it. <laughs> you can't use my DNA. That's my biological chemical in my biological shell. But we can stop using it. It can become dormant flat line. Sometimes our spirit may tell us to enter a door that results in a not so good outcome. It is not that our spirit is navigating us towards the wrong path, but to find another way to awaken us to learn a particular lesson. That we are just stubborn and resistant to. I've been doing it this way for 40 years and it has always worked. I don't know why it hasn't worked today. Because time has changed. Everything around you in the universe has changed. <laughs> and so the two rhythms are not going to connect. Sometimes our resistance will not allow us to grow. To change and be transcendent. How do we get to the next level standing in the same space all the time? Father, I know you've been working towards what I think. But how do I get there? That is the progression of progress. That is the progression of progress. We must become aware of the things that we choose not to do 
when things go bad, when we don't have our way, when things just don't look right, everything appears to be bumpy and not in my favor, but it is. It is, because all things work together. All things work together for the goodness and the glory of the divine, of God, of Yahweh, of Elohim, of nature. So I'm going to read my prayer of gratefulness. I call it the gratefulness prayer. And in this prayer is where I speak to Yahweh God, Elohim, the divine, the source, the mainframe of this operating universe to express how grateful I have been and to recognize within my own self my own faults and failures when I have become weak. So let's begin and I will close out my talk with this prayer. Father, I have been working towards what I think you want me to do for a very long time. I have enjoyed, valued, and understood everything you needed me to learn about myself. This has been an amazing journey and experience. I have truly transformed my life over the course of many years. I am seeking to better understand what I am to really do. Now, not the will I have been living out. Not that will. Because I've been living out this will. But what you have been trying to show me about who I truly am. Am I moving in the right direction? Am I serving as I should? I ask, is my heart pure enough yet to take what is in my heart to the next level in serving you? Father, you are the center of my joy. I know it is you who I come here to serve, not myself and my own physical pleasures. It is you who I come here for, to carry out your words, your thoughts, your works, your vision, your mission, to better develop your world. I know there has been so many times you called me, walked with me, and talked with me, trying to get me to hear and listen to you. But there were times when I was just completely lost, with one foot standing in the light while the other foot was standing in dark. 
But you never left me behind. You were patient and waited for me as I found my way in returning to you. I just want you to open me up from my heart and soul and eyes so I can see the truth of my life for myself. How will I use, how will you use me to help awaken others to see you? As I move forward and enter the latter years of my life, I want to use it to become unified with you. My life has not been perfect. I came here to learn like everyone else, seeing my own errors and sins while seeking forgiveness and love at the same time. I am so grateful you have spared me so many times when I was not operating under divine law or under your divine presence. But you shifted the atmosphere of my mind, my heart and soul. You filled me with the presence of your eternal light, showing me how to do things greater and beyond my own understanding. I have learned your secret code of stillness awaiting your presence to come into my heart, becoming still within your solitude, being patient and not anxious inside myself. I sit still and wait for you to speak to me through your divine instructions on how to respond to life. I must learn how to wait for the invitation from you before I enter the door versus imposing my presence upon the external doors within the world. I cannot manifest anything in my life if your sacred doors are not open to me. I am grateful. I am grateful. I am grateful for the blessings and the pain, for the misunderstandings I endured along my journey here on earth. These are the lessons I needed to learn along the way because I was not paying attention to what you were trying to show me. Tell me about me. That I am the image the reflection and the illumination of who you are. But now I get it. I understand. I am not operating from a whole, I am now operating from a whole new level of understanding, of greater knowledge, higher than myself, beyond my scope where I am now sustained and you carry me forward towards where I am supposed to be standing in union within the oneness of you not in the duality of the world 
You are my focal point, my centeredness, my prayer. As I close my prayer in gratefulness, I await. I await and awaken for your holy dove of peace to send me a message regarding the mission for my life, the direction that I am to take. I sign off now knowing you know my name. Amen. Have a wonderful weekend. Closing out your weekend with gratefulness. Not only for the good, but for the not so good. And learn those things that we don't know. In 2023, put your attention towards learning what you don't know so that you can become proficient in that. Have a wonderful weekend. Shalom.